I love when people share their testimonies, their stories. Josh and I talk about it a lot. And so there's something I know for certain that God has for you. When we come to church, we need to understand, again, for, let me correct myself, church isn't a place you go to, it's we the people. But I want you guys to understand that it's not only during the message time that God speaks. He speaks through the songs. He speaks through uh, you guys greeting one another. He speaks through someone that's willing to share their testimony. And so I know God has something for you. Won't you listen as Shelby shares here this morning? Thank you. Hear me? Good, okay? Okay. Good morning. So I am going to go ahead and have you guys pray with me today. And when we pray, I just want everybody, if you're holding a baby, that's okay. Just have one hand out. I'm going to pray like we're ready to receive something, okay? So if you would, join me. Put your hands out today. Father, we just come to you and we're opening up to you. We want to receive whatever you have for us today. And we want to give to you whatever you want to take from us, whatever is not um, for our best benefit, whatever is not for our well-being. Just take that from us and help us to heal. Um, it's a hard time for everyone right now. And I know that you have a word for each and every person here today. So, Father, just... Give me no anxiety. Give me no nerves. Let your peace fill through me. Um, and I pray that this testimony that you have would just touch our hearts. Um, I pray that gener generational curses would be broken today through you. I pray for healing for families. I pray that you would just bend and mold and break us to where we are the beautiful creation you created us to be. So it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, good morning. Um, like Jeremy said, my name is Shelby, and my husband and I got married last year. Um, and what would a testimony be without introducing you guys to our whole family? So we are a blended family, um, and I'll show you here on the screen here in a minute. Three, two, one. Here we are. So, <laughs> um, can you guys see that okay? So we took family vacation last summer, and I thought this would be a great picture to show you guys. I really like the winter. I love the snow. I was excited this morning. I know a lot of people love summertime, so I wanted to bring it back to our first taken um, when we went on a dolphin cruise. You want me to use this? Can you guys hear me okay? We'll do that. Okay. So, um, like I said, we went to Alabama for our, our family vacation last year. It was our first family vacation. Brooklyn just turned 11, and Liam is 3. And, of course, when you're going on a dolphin cruise, they have these precautions in place to keep children safe. Um, so naturally, all of the kiddos on the boat had to have a life vest on, and obviously, you can see how Liam responded to that. Um, but it, it's so funny, when we came back, I just kept replaying this picture over and over in my mind. And I thought, why is he so upset about a barrier in place meant to protect him? And I got a lot of conviction from that because I think 
Um, God gives us so many barriers and, and so many protective factors. And um, the Holy Spirit really revealed to me when we came back that, Shelby, you have no idea how many times you have jumped off into deep, dangerous waters. And I don't think we know when we're in the midst of it how dangerous it can be. Um, I know that Josh and Jeremy have both talked about it extensively, that it takes you, you know, further than you want to go, and it takes more of you than you ever want to give away. Um, and I, I just felt conviction because there was a time not very long ago, um, I knew what I was doing wasn't God's will for my life. And um, I could tell you what I was doing that wasn't okay, but I wanted control instead of trusting and having faith. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. We want the control. We want to decide what we want to do when we want to do it. Um, we want to see our path instead of being blindfolded and trusting God and having faith. So um, I want to talk to you guys and just be real and vulnerable and open today. Um, God revealed what jumping into deep waters looks like. And so number one I have, I'm just going to be really blunt with you because this is what he revealed in put on my heart. So number one, pornography or viewing things, listening to things that we know we shouldn't. Um, social media is a great tool and, and we have the internet and we're able to access things that can help us and benefit us and help us grow. But on the flip side of that, there are so many things that just are not good for our well-being and um, that's one of them. So number two, sexual sin. Number three, I had recreational dating versus intentionally dating. So recreational dating is just dating out of habit. Um, you don't have relationship goals versus intentional dating. You know what you want. You have this goal. You're putting God in the center of that relationship. Number four, valuing money or possessions, other loving the people around you. Um, and number five is speaking without thinking. So um, those are just some things that I, I can relate to and in jumping into deep, dangerous waters. Um, those things will really take us further than we want to go. And it causes so much harm to not only us, but those around us. Um, and this is not a new concept. I'll get into that here in a minute, um, but I'm going to have the girls pull up my first scripture for us. Okay, so it's Psalms 91:11. For He will order His angels to protect you wherever you go, wherever you go, wherever you go. Whether that is jumping into something that you know you shouldn't. Um, whether that is following God's will for you, he will send his angels to protect you wherever you go. And I just really want us to soak that in today. If you're taking notes and you're like me and you really enjoy either typing them out on your phone or writing them out, um, my topic today is called God's Protection and Jesus' Grace. So I'm going to go ahead and have the girls turn to our next um, scripture. So Titus 3.3, um, this is not a new concept, this jumping into deep waters and sin. Um, so in Titus 3.3 it says, once we too were foolish, 
and disobedient. We were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. Our lives were full of evil and envy, and we hated each other. And I just want to dissect this for all of us today. So the very beginning of this, it's just being foolish and disobedient. It's, it's us wanting to have it our way, or at least that's how I related to it. What was once foolish and disobedient then transformed into us being a slave to sin and pleasures and lust that we really couldn't control. And then it came to full of evil and envy and hating each other, which is just so sad. Um, so if, if there's something that I've talked about and, and you're just sitting there and you're listening and you're thinking, well, okay, I know that there's somebody I know that struggles with that and I think about them and I pray about them, but I don't really relate to any of those. Um, I just want to talk about the flip side of this as well here in a minute. Um, but if you do relate to any of the things that I've talked about or there's something that God is putting on your heart and kind of convicting you within that I have not mentioned, I don't have to talk about it. You can talk about it with God, and, and he knows. Um, and he loves you, and he loves a redemption story. And one of my um, Liam's favorite songs is Waymaker that we sang here today, and he in Brooklyn really, really liked to sing it. But there's a reason he's called a waymaker and a miracle worker, and he wants to have that transformation story in you. Um, he has grace for you, and God loves to heal what we are able and willing to reveal to him. So if at any time during um, my message or Josh's sermon or during the songs, if you want to come up here and privately talk to God and lay it all on the altar, or if you want to talk to somebody about what's going on, or if you want to confide in our pastors, one of the elders, please do that. It's okay. It's all right. We're all human. Um, I'm going to go ahead and have you guys go to the next slide. And this is for everyone. For everyone has sinned, and we all fall short of God's glorious standard. And it's a high standard, and that's why he, he sent his son to die for us in our sins. And um, I'm just praising God for the grace that he gives freely and the transformation story that I have um, because the peace and the joy that I feel today is so much better compared to when it was my way over God's will. Um, and I, this was something that God kind of convicted me to as well, and I'm just going to be real again. If you're still taking notes, I just want you to write this down, and if you're not, let's just all soak it in. And it's, don't be petty, be productive for the kingdom. So let me, let me explain. Sometimes when we're saved, we can look at others and their decision-making, and we can think, well, I never did that. I don't know why they're doing that. I don't know what I can do to help them. And um, what God was trying to reveal to me is, don't be petty, be productive for the kingdom. We should want to make heaven crowded. Um, and thank you. <laughs> and um, I talked about jumping into deep water and how, 
you know, God might be convicting you with something in that. Maybe you related to one of the five things that I talked about. But I'd like to talk about the other side of that. What if you're sitting here and you just feel like you've been pushed in to really deep, dangerous waters, and you're just trying so hard with all of your might to keep your head above water, and it just feels like no matter how hard you try, you can't get out of that. I really feel that for somebody today, either watching online or somebody here. And I'm going to have you guys go to the next slide for me. Picture slide with a hand. Okay, thank you. Um, so I, I love this image, and I think it speaks to wherever you're at today, whether it's something that you intentionally knew, this is not for me, this is not for my benefit, this is not serving me in any way, or if you feel like you've been pushed into it. Let me, let me talk about these people over here, okay? I want you to know that he's ready to pull you out of that domestic violence relationship that that you didn't even know, you didn't even see it coming, and you just feel like you've been pushed, and no matter how hard you try and you fight it, you can't keep your head above water. He's reaching for you. He's ready to pull you out of that addiction. He's ready for you to break that generational curse. He's ready for no more abuse within your family, no more neglect. He's ready to go to battle for you. All you have to do is reach out to him and surrender. That's it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and have you guys turn to my last scripture. And this is something that um, Josh and Jeremy covered a few weeks ago, and I knew God was really calling me to share part of my story. So if I were to testify on my own behalf, my testimony would not be valid. Um, if I were to come up here, in my opinion, I feel if I were just to talk about me and my testimony and not give God all the glory that, you know, and the praise that he deserves, my testimony would not be valid. Um, so I just want to share about a time when I was really, really nervous to walk into a church. Um, there was a time when I was pregnant with Liam. I was unmarried. I was not financially well or blessed in that way. I felt very tire, tired and worn. I was just feeling pretty broken and very bitter. Um, and I just didn't feel confident and friendly walking into a church. And um, it was really placed on my heart to just show you guys where my testimony really began after I got saved. Um, I went to the altar here, I got baptized, and I really felt like I had a second chance. I really felt like God was going to use me, and I didn't quite know how or why or why I even deserved it. But um, I feel like when you get on your knees right here, and you just put your head to the floor, and you just pray to him and talk to him like, God, I can't do this anymore. Whether you're the person that I feel like I've made so many mistakes and I don't feel worthy and I don't know how you're even able to use me. Or I feel pushed in and I've been victimized and I've been abused and I did not sign up for this. 
I don't know how I can heal. Wherever you're at, this is a good place to start. A really, really good place. Um, so I cannot wait to show you guys my very last slide um, because I had the opportunity to carry a baby for a family. Um, baby Alex is his name, and I was his surrogate mom. And I just want to introduce you to him. Um, this is not a dream of mine. I never wanted to be a surrogate. I never imagined doing it. I didn't have um, ill intentions for doing it, but I think that's a really good picture of God's grace and the redemption and transformation that you can have. So the girl that was once really, really nervous to walk in, that was unmarried, pregnant, just really broken. Um, I feel really good today up here. And I'm really, really thankful for you guys. Um, my one last thing that I wanted to leave you with is I don't have my very first Bible. It's just torn apart and it's a mess. And, um, but this is a Bible that I used for a really long time. And on the side, when I was really bitter and anxious and fearful to share, I wrote, <clears throat> this is how I fight my battles on the side. I just covered it, covered to cover and things that I could relate to within my healing. Um, and it's just, it has all kinds of things within it, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. And if there's anything that you take from me today is to get on your knees and talk to God like a friend and plead with him and to read your Bible and really connect with him. Um, and I want to thank my husband for my new beautiful Bible that I just get to tear apart now and dig into. Um, but if it's okay with you guys, I wanted to close in prayer and have everybody bow your heads with me, okay? Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for um, the testimony that I have, but, but I just thank you for all of the testimonies in here. There are people that could come up here Sunday after Sunday with the great work that you've done in their lives. And I just pray that our hearts would be open, that today change would take place, that we don't say tomorrow I'll start. We don't say next week. We don't say next Sunday. That we have a burning fire and desire to talk to you every single day, to get in your word, to get on our knees, to surrender to you. I pray that you would bend and mold and break us for our benefit. Thank you for your son. And if there's anyone in here that, that they know it's time to connect with you and they just want to know Jesus more, I pray that they reach out to who they need to. I pray that they would be comfortable with revealing the things that they need to heal from, those things that we don't like to talk about, that, that make us nervous, that make our voice shake. Let us get it out, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Awesome. I'll take it. Thank you so much. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Let's give Shelby another round of applause. Great job. Um, I'm not sure if y'all understand how hard that is to do. That's pretty incredible. I'll tell you that. Um, God is moving in her life and her family and Curtis. 
radically, and uh, she is, um, I'm, I, <laughs> she was so nervous a few weeks back when we, we talked, and now I'm nervous about my job after her. <laughs> just great job. Amen. I'm serious. Just it takes a lot of boldness to do that. And I want to encourage the rest of you that we can do that inside of our workplaces, right? Inside of our schools, wherever we go, wherever we're at. And uh, share your testimony. Because what is that? That's the work of God shaping you, transforming you, breaking you. I love that analogy. The arm and the picture and the water. I mean, it's just so awesome. And uh, amen. I just love, I love it when God's moving. I love feeling his Holy Spirit. Jesus bumps covered more than once. So thank you for that. Let's bow our heads. We're going to pray again. Father God, thank you so much, God, for the, for the worship. God, thank you for Shelby. Thank you for her testimony. Thank you, God, for everything, God, that's going on in our individual lives right now in this very moment, God. Thank you for those that are here live, and thank you for those that are online. God, I pray right now in this very moment that you would help us to clear out our minds, clear out our hearts. God, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of challenges inside of our lives, inside of our nation, inside of our health and wellness. There's all kinds of stuff that can distract us. So I pray right now, God, that you would clear that out for us. Help us, God, to focus on you. I pray, God, that you would use me as a vessel, a tool to share your word. God, I know that there's folks here that are struggling today, God, and I just pray that you would change them, transform them, modify their mind, God. Get them in a place that they can hear you loud and clear, Father God. We thank you so much, and we invite your Holy Spirit to continue to move and work today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so I've been out for a little while. It's been like three weeks, and y'all may have to turn me down because the front row, you're close. It may get a little loud. So I'm excited to be back, and uh, we're going to have like a two-part series. I did uh, half of it this morning, and I'll do it the same way, and, uh, and then the other part next week. So let's rock 2021. Who's up for that? Is everybody good with that? Um, uh, raise your hand if 2020 was a bit challenging. Had some challenge. A couple, couple minor things happened in 2020, right? Uh, we've had health and all those things, but um, some of us have, have gone through different things inside of jobs, right, and careers, and and uh, all kinds of a variety of challenges. But what is it that makes us strong? What what is it that helps develop our character? They're challenges. Would you agree with that? If everything is served on a golden platter, is life very hard? Is it, 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 do we grow much in those times? Not really. We, we grow when we, when we challenge ourselves and we accept God's invitation to share our testimony, right? Whenever he puts things in front of us that make us uncomfortable, what happens? We grab a hold of that. And when we do and we grab a hold of his hand, and I love the image, you know, of grabbing his hand, he will bring us through. He will help us develop in those times. And I, I gave the analogy of baseball, right? And so baseball, softball, whatever it is, like you got a pitcher that can throw a massive slider or curveball. What do you got to do? You got to wait on that pitch, right? If you got a fastball coming in, you can sit on that thing and crank it. But a curveball, you got to wait on, right? Who likes to throw curveballs at us? Satan. Right, Satan? We think Satan is some massive, big, gory, ugly thing, and he can be, right? But what also is he? He's the sexiest guy at the gym, right? He's the best-looking woman that's walking around your workplace. He's the fastest sports car, the best house you've always dreamed, right? He's sneaky. 
So, right, he can catch us off guard, and that's his plan. That's his trickery, right? Well, sometimes what we got to do, we just got to wait on him. And when he's bringing it in, just smash him out of the park. Because I always go back to the analogy that Satan is itty-bitty. I mean, he's like a ting, 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 right? I mean, he's itty-bitty. We think he's massive, but who's massive? The God that we serve, amen? And we're seeing that, right? Testimony after testimony. We could have a line. We need to do cardboard testimonies soon. We have not done that. I don't know if we've done that since we've been here, but that's radical. That's where you see what, what I was before and what I am after, right? And that's showing off as to what God is doing in and around our lives. So I'm going to go over a few different things today. And uh, one of the things I want to start out with is it really comes down to choices. Would you agree? We are all the sum total of the choices that we've made to this point in our lives. Would you agree with that? So if you're in a place right now in your life where you're like, man, I feel good, right? So I said, I feel good, right? A year ago, two years ago, three years ago, probably didn't feel that way. But that's God's transformation in her life, right? So it's a choice that she's made to take the things of her past and now what? Use those to glorify God and give him all the credit, amen? There's humility inside of that. What happens when we humble ourselves before God? What happens when we hit our knees? What happens? God begins to move and work in our lives. His spirit begins to regenerate in our lives, right? We begin to feel those, those goosebumps, those Jesus bumps. That's the spirit of God moving. Do you want more of that in your life? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. It's a choice, right, of accepting God's grace, accepting Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. But that's just getting out of the starting block. That's just getting going. Because the rest of our lives, it's about glorifying him, using our gifts, talents, and abilities to help other people. Amen? So that's what we want to do. We want to keep doing that. We want to encourage folks to come to us and say, hey, I got a testimony. I want to share it, right? So let's look at that. Let's talk about those things. But at the end of the day, we're about choices and what decisions we make. When, and I love, I will talk, I got a microphone, I can, I can get so much louder, honey. I love it, love it. So just, I know for like moms, it's like so embarrassing, right? Right, so it's not, it's okay, I love it. It's not gonna, you're just fine, don't bother me a bit. So, all right, so I'm gonna show you a few pictures today. And I wanna show you this first one. This is kind of cool. So every test in our life makes us bitter or better. Would you agree with that? How many things have happened, tests in our lives have made you bitter at one time or another? Has anybody experienced that? I think we could all raise our hands, right? Some of us still may be struggling with that at times, right? But we've got to let that go. God wants us to get better through those tests. Every problem comes to break us or make us. I love that, right? So we have the option when challenges and tests come to allow it to snap us or to be really strong, right? And to be able to fight through that. And that allows us to be molded and shaped and made into, God who, into what God wants us to be. My life is totally different than it was prior to 2008. Why is that? Because there's a lot of tests that came in my life prior to that that wanted to break me. Guess what? Some of them did break me. Now guess what? God's using those moments in my life to help other people because I can relate to folks that have gone through those things. Amen. How many of you have, have had people come to you with the exact same issue that you've struggled with in your life? How many of you? Raise your hands high. Raise them really high. Look around. Look at that. Testimony, right? You think that's by chance? 
No, it's because we serve an amazing God that will bring people to you that need the same help that you needed prior to. Amen? That's what we're talking about. That's when we reach out. That's when we have conversations. That's when we grow. That's when we learn, right? That's what we want to do, okay? This goes on and says, the choice is ours whether we become a victim or a victor, okay? We, just so you know, like, we're not going to have a Moper ministry sign up, okay? We, we're not going to do that, right? No, we, how many of you want to lead the Moper ministry? We, not going to happen, okay? We're, we don't do that. Do we go through a phase in our life where we mope and we whine and we complain and have pity parties for ourselves? Yeah, two of you, yeah, yeah, right? So let me, how, when's the last time you gave yourself a pep rally? Hey, let me ask you that. When's the last time you gave yourself a pep, a pep rally? When's the last time you did it? You're like, Josh, you're weird. What are you talking about? I'm serious. How many of you encourage yourself? How many of you speak positive things in your life? Give God credit for what he's already done in your life and give him advanced credit for what he's gonna do in your life, amen? That's what I'm talking about. God wants us to pray expecting him to move. Love it, right? Open our hands up to receive because God wants to bless us. He wants to fill our hands up so they're overflowing, right? Our cup to overflow. What happens when it overflows? It flows on to everybody else around us, amen? That's what I'm talking about. We want to be filled up. So don't be a victim. Be a victor. And you're like, Josh, but man, I've gone through some hard times in my life, and I was abused. I went through a divorce. I was verbally and mentally abused. I was raped. I was taken advantage of. I was abandoned as a child. Guess what? Those are all real things that hurt, that are hard, right? And Shelby, God spoke through someone spoke through Shelby to talk to someone this morning about some of those struggles, I guarantee you. You know, in that moment where you feel like the person that's sharing is talking directly to you and you're the only person in the room, you know that just happened earlier? That's the message for you, okay? Grab a hold of that. Life is hard. People can be hurtful, <laughs> would you agree? But we have the choice to take that horrible situation, right, that they or someone intended for wrong, and then we say, you know what, God, you, you got me. You've brought me through everything that I've ever gone through, and you're gonna keep taking me through stuff, right? You're gonna take that challenge and allow me to be victorious and help other people through it so they don't see, so they see it ahead of time, so they don't go through it, right? They don't have to go through the same challenges. That's when be, you become victorious, amen? That's what I want, right? That's what I want for every one of you, right? Because what happens when we shrink back and we aren't doing anything and we aren't sharing and we aren't telling people about Jesus Christ and what he's done in our lives? Does God or does Satan attack us when we're not doing anything to grow the kingdom of God? No, Satan does not attack us. Satan attacks us when our head is in the Bible, when our head is in the Bible, we're listening to WBGL. We're, we're singing songs of praise. We're coming to church. Satan's all over us. Do I get challenged by Satan? You better believe it. But you know why? That's how big Satan is to our God. That's what I'm talking about. But if you're, if you're not following God, if you're not in the word of God, Satan could care less. Because you're not, you're not growing the you're not glorifying God with your mouth. You're not sharing what he's doing in your life, right? So be ready is what I'm saying. Be ready. 
Because you come to church this morning, you're getting a fire inside of you, you're getting lit up, you're starting to read the word, listen, grow, right? You're going to get a little curveball thrown at you, and that's Satan's trickery, right? Your, your wife, your husband's going to say a little something that's not so kind to you, right? Or, no, that doesn't happen, right? Come on, right? The newlyweds are like, they're like, oh, this is all good. Those of us have been married a long time, are like, yeah, I know what you're talking about, right? But my point is, is, Take those things, right? Allow God to move in your life. Use your story. Share what God's doing, right? But don't be intimidated by Satan, right? Just don't. And some people are like, why are we talking about Satan? Why are we talking about hell? Because it's real. <laughs> the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? It's real. It's about Jesus coming to save each and every one of us. Dying on a cross for the forgiveness of our sins, right? So we could accept that free gift of salvation, Right? And then we go out in the world, we make disciples. But we also have to be aware that there's an enemy. And that enemy is Satan. And there's a place called hell that's real, right? And that's the reality of it. We want our brothers and sisters and family members and everybody we know to go to heaven. I love thinking about heaven being crowded, right? Shelby said that. It's like, man, isn't that a cool thought? Right, heaven's so monstrous, you know, it won't be crowded, but the thought of like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like not onesie, twosie, I'm talking floods and floods of people. I know, I know. Okay, let's keep moving. So my point earlier about some of, the, some of you have become or, or you were victims as a young person in your life, I'm not saying that that stuff was not hard or challenging, because it is, it is hard, it is challenging. But allow God to move in your life. Allow God to move in that situation. And here's the thing. You start praying if, if, if you don't have an outlet, okay? So maybe, maybe something that has happened to you in your life. Maybe you have not had an outlet. Somebody to go talk to about that. You start praying about that, okay? Say, God, bring somebody into my life. Help me. Help me get through this. Help me work through that. Come to Morty and I, okay? I'm telling you, Lori, Kylie, there, there is... Look around, just look around. Look at all the people sitting in this room. This is the family, right? We've said it, it's, I say it, and I mean every point of it. We do life together. We're not called to do this thing on our own, amen? So I guarantee you there's probably somebody sitting in this room that's been through the same stuff that you've been through. So grab a hold of that hand. Okay, I'm gonna look at 1 Corinthians 15, 57. It says, but thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. That's what I'm talking about, victory, victory. Here's another little word uh, picture I wanna show you. I, I tried to find one that had hands and feet like sticking out the side of it, right? Um, but this is a big snowball, would you, would you agree? So what do I talk about at times? What do we do? What do we do with a snowball that's like this? Like we have a little problem, right? And let's say somebody at home, does anybody at your place not hit the trash can? Right? It's like the trash can's like you open the door and the do it's right there. I mean, it's like, it's only like this big a space and there's stuff on the side. Oh, okay, maybe I'm getting off on a tangent here. But my point is, act like this is a snowball. What do we do with a little problem? Somebody leaves their dirty undies on the, in the hallway floor. What, what do we do with that? We take that. And then we start rolling that thing up. And then we think about all the things that we, we're, we don't like about them or what they haven't done this week, right? Before you know it, you end up with something that looks like this. Amen? You've made a list of all the things you don't like about that person who lives in your own home, right? 
You're right to kick their hiney out the door because of a napkin or dirty undies on the hallway floor. Don't, don't let those things, don't let those things run your mind. Amen? It is what it is. You know, Kylie said it a while back. Um, you know, sometimes we'll leave our clothes in the bathroom floor, and, and Jake never does it. <clears throat> and, and one day, she's like, you know what? I'm just going to pick them up. And I'm like, oh, really? It's like, is that the right choice? She's like, well, I'm tired of being frustrated about them. So we started picking them up. Well, I started picking them up. Well, now Jake's picking them up a little bit more. So we're trying a little, re- yeah, Amen. We're trying a little reverse psychology here. It's it's getting better. So anyways, you know, the other side of it is, is, you know, Kylie and I and our crew, as a lot of people have, got the vid, right? We got the the big bad vid and we had to go through all that. And I don't say that. I'm not trying to make a joke out of it because it's serious stuff. There's been people lost. There's lives. It's been been crazy. But at the same time, I want to share with you that, that Kylie got it. She had the sinusy kind of stuff. Uh, lost her taste and smell. Um, I got sinusy stuff. I lost smell. Still don't have that today. Like I got this new cologne for Christmas, and I'm like, oh, this would be good, you know? Putting that stuff on, I'm like, nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> I may smell really good just because I can't smell it. You know, I may have a whole bunch on. But anyways, we went through that, and then uh, the seventh day after she was positive, I had to go get tested. I felt great. Worked every day from home. Everything was fine. Got tested that morning. That night, I started to get a little sinusy. Next morning, felt a little bit worse. Well, that next morning was my birthday, January 1. Big 45. Turned 45. It's right. 45. Feel like I'm 25. So it keeps going. Right? So uh, the lady on the phone, she was great. She was a nurse. She was really comical. Um, she thought, and, and she says, um, Mr. Butler, let me verify your birthday. And uh, I said, 1176. She goes, well, happy birthday. You're positive. <laughs> and I'm like, what's that all about? And, uh, but she was great. We talked and, uh, you know, it, it was, it was fine. But anyways, um, so I got it. Well, I started kind of feeling a little yucky, but it, it was fine. Didn't get bad at all. And then, uh, got released. It was like three weeks you know, with Kylie's and then mine. I'm like, wow, crazy stuff. Well, and the farmers came by. Thank you, by the way. A lot of you brought stuff by and food and all kinds of things, so appreciate that. But the farmers come by one day, and at this point, I don't know what day it was. It was like day 11, 12, like I'm tired of being in the house. I don't know if I had coveralls on, but I'm like hat on, coat, and I'm working on a little trailer project. Well, here they come up the driveway, and I'm like, I'm trying to see who it is because I'm supposed to be quarantined, right? Supposed to be in the house, being safe, not out working on a trailer. And I told, I told them, I'm like, I, I had to. I, I just felt so guilty. I'm like, I had to get out of the house. <laughs> so anyways, but my story is this, is that there's been other times in my life where I've gotten a little bit of uh, sinusy stuff. And this was a few years back. It was about three days later, after starting to feel a little crummy, that I realized that I had convinced myself that I was deathly ill. With a cold, right? And my wife, (laughs) 
my wife is so strong. Like, she fights through stuff. Like, she just keeps cranking all the time. It's so discouraging to me. You know, but she does. She just keeps going. It motivates me. But anyways, and so then I get a little something, get a hangnail or a cold or something, and then I over-dramatize it, if I can say it. But anyways, but have you ever done that? Have you ever, like, just got a little bit of cold or something, and you've exaggerated this thing in your mind where you're, like, real, you really have convinced yourself that you're really badly sick? Amen? Don't do that. <laughs> right? I'm telling you. I wrote this down. We can sometimes talk ourselves into feeling much worse than we really are. Would you agree with that? Okay? That's where I go with this picture. Sometimes we can have a little sniffle, and we think we're going to the ER right? Sometimes we have dirty undies on the floor and we're ready to kick them out, right? Just grab the thought. Grab the thought early. It's a choice. Would you agree? Amen. Okay, we better keep moving. What time is it? Oh, we're good. How many more pages I got? Not too many. All right. Okay, the other thing I want you to remind you of is that God does not work in the natural. Amen? He works in the supernatural. So a problem that you have on your plate right now, I want you to know a couple things. A, you're not doing it on your own. When we accept Christ as our Savior, we accept the Holy Spirit. So you're not, on the, you're not doing this on your own. You have the power of God to help you through it. There are testimonies across this room that it's absolute truth that God moved in a supernatural way. That's how he works. Amen? That's what I'm talking about. Remind yourself daily if you have to, that challenge, that problem that you have in front of you, you're not on your own. You've got God right there with you. I'll give you an example. Sometimes I can feel overwhelmed. You, know, you guys know I talk about grabbing another gear sometimes, right? Why, I, so God must, I must have a lot of gears. But, but anyways, I, I felt like clutch was slipping a little, the, a little bit the other day or something. So I'm, I'm up early in the morning. I'm doing my reading and all this, and I kind of was feeling overwhelmed. And nobody, nobody, everybody's in bed, and... Um, I was kind of like, man, how am I going to work with this? What, how am I going to figure this out? And I was like, all, all, all of it on my own, right? Men, women, how many times do we do that? We're trying to figure out the whole game plan for this thing that we got going on. We're deep in it, right? You may have spent hours, maybe didn't sleep well. You're trying to figure out the game plan. God tells me, hit your knees and pray to me. I have brought you this far. I'm not going to stop today. I got out of my, my seat. I went over. Next to my island, just prayed, raised my hand, praised God. I prayed to him, and, and he took me to two verses, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, right? It talks about don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Give God thanksgiving and tell him what you need. And that's exactly what I did, okay? The other verse was 1-9, Joshua 1-9, be strong and courageous. I got up, I'm fine. Complete peace, completely restored, completely focused, what did God do this week? Radically moved in a project that I'm working on. And the guy leading this project from states away says, Josh, you're all good. You're ahead of schedule. Everything that you've set works. It's all good. We've got a big project coming due on February 22nd. Keep pray for us. <laughs> but anyways, I thought the opposite was going to happen on that call. Has anybody ever ran a project and you feel like that call is going to be really challenging? The guy blessed, God blessed the whole thing, said, you're doing great. Amen. Right? We're actually a little bit ahead of the schedule. So do I think that God supernaturally 
made those things happen inside of that project and the spreadsheets and inside of that gentleman's mind and everything? Absolutely. Absolutely changed that situation. So you're not doing this thing on your own. And sometimes we forget, it's so odd, but we forget all the things that he, he's healed us from. We forget about all the things that he's blessed us with and moved in our lives when we're in the middle of a fight. Would you agree? We just need to go back and think about God brought me through here, right? That divorce, right? God healed that. Is he gonna heal this project? Absolutely. So let's, let's remember those things. Let's go back and grab a hold of those things, okay? Don't let the negative snowball uh, allow that to happen. Allow God, and you know what? The other thing is cool, another analogy is stick a piece of dynamite inside that. Of course, clear the, clear the kids. <laughs> Put a piece of dynamite inside of that thing, and that's what God can do to our problems, amen? Boom! I did that earlier. I didn't, use, I didn't scream at that analogy, but I screamed at another one. And there are two little ones over there, and they were like, <laughs> yeah, you better watch it. All right, I'll keep you going. All right, I wanna, I'm going to close here pretty quick. So praise and worship, come on up. I want to show you a couple other uh, things. You know, God's put in my heart this first slide. And by the way, Shelby, um, it was so nice. You, like, so, you so gently and softly asked the girls to move to the next slide. I'm like, what is this? You know? So ladies, would you please show the next slides? So I'm telling you, fruits of the Spirit, we want more and more of God's blessings in our lives. The fruits of the Spirit, Galatians 5.22. This is what we want. How many of you, how many even want more love, right? Amen? Some more joy, some more peace, some more patience in our lives. Yes, absolutely. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's what we want, right? More and more. You want more of that? Put your head more in here. It's pretty simple. Spend more time in God's word. Spend more time on in listening to some uh, WBGL or whatever Christian uh, station you listen to. And before I get, before I forget, I want to challenge you this. I did this at first service. Is how many, how many buttons do you got on your dash in your car? Probably quite a few. Some of you have six stations that you have your radio different settings to. Some of you have 12 or even more. I would just challenge you if you don't have one of those set to 88.1 or 91.7 to do that. Okay. And if you need me to help you program it, I can probably do that for you, okay? So set one of your stations to uh, WBGL. Just start listening a little bit. I'm telling you what, that, that radio station has changed my life. It really has. It, it, it is incredible. Um, and I love Christmas music. Um, I do, but I, the only thing I don't like is they, the month of December, you know, which is all Christmas music. I'm like, come on, really? I mean, my wife loves it, but... But anyways, incredible, incredible um, tool, incredible vessel. And uh, old Curtis used that word here a few weeks back. I love it. We are, we are to be vessels, vessels for God to work and move through. And uh, here's the other challenge I want to give you as we close is um, we have probably all um, gotten a message through church or a, a friend or even a family member or a song, and we haven't done anything with it. You know, God has absolutely told us what we need to do and has confirmed something uh, through us, um, and we didn't do it. And the thing is, if you're in the Word of God and you're focused on Him, that is not going to go away until you do what He's asking you to do, okay? 
So if you hear, or, but here's the other side. If, you, if God confirms, put something on your heart to do, and you don't do it, and you're not in the Word of God, that, that thing's going to go away. Over time, that thing may, may not burn as, as deeply inside of you. Why? It's because we go back to our old ways. We're not having a fresh Word of God in our hearts and our minds on a daily basis. So if you want to see change in your life, listen to God speak and move. And uh, I want to end on one kind of funny little, little slide. So ladies, if you would please go to the next slide. Uh, this is so funny. You know, everything I say to you goes in one ear and out the other. That's why I've got two ears, right? So, so um, I don't say this to my wife. She thinks I've got a horrible memory. I, well, maybe I do. But uh, in a serious note, when God speaks to us, plug the other ear if you have to, right? Let it soak in there. Let's all stand this morning. We're going to sing two songs, and, um, you know, it's so good to be back. Um, it's just good to see everybody. Um, I'm telling you what, you kind of forget um, when God's got you plugged in in an area that, that uh, is a gift, talent, or ability, and when you can't do that thing, um, it's, it's hard. You don't really realize it until it comes back, and I've kind of realized that this morning, not being able to share the last um, few weeks. So I praise God for allowing me and, and giving me the, a platform to, to share his message. So um, today, uh, as you know, we've got two altars, and we always do. And I want to encourage you today. Um, there may be somebody here that really needs to lay something on the altar. And um, if that's you this morning and you want to do that on your own, we encourage you to come over here to this side of the stage. If you want somebody to, to kneel and pray with you, we ask you to come over here and somebody will meet you. And um, I said this in first service. Um, it doesn't matter what anybody in this room thinks of you coming to an altar. That's right. Okay? So get it out of your head. If you're worried about whoever it is thinking, oh, they're going to think I'm all messed up. Well, believe me, y'all think I'm messed up, right? We're all, we're all a mess at times, right? So don't worry about it. It's about you and God. So if you feel, and I've done this, I've fought it, and there's times I haven't gone to the altar. You feel God nudging you. Like you, you feel him saying, go, go. And it's not for anybody else. And you don't have to come to an altar. That's between you and God. But sometimes it takes a physical move for us to let go of things. Sometimes it takes us to get our feet moving and lay something down and that action sparks a desire to grow and learn and seek God even more, okay? So I wanna encourage you this morning, don't worry about anybody. This is between you and God. And if you want somebody to pray with you, I've got a mask, I'll mask up and I'll pray with you right over here, okay? Love you all, so thankful to be back. Let's praise and worship this morning.